Well, two things. I think it, it's important to spend time in the bush, and I think that any good activist organisation will have its staff encouraged to go and camp in the bush at least every three months, spend the night under the stars, listen to the owls, look at the night sky, see the Southern Cross, hear the moon, as I see the moon, hear the, hear the birds calling and the scuffle on the forest floor. We can very easily get involved in just a human dialogue, but the driving force for us is what's in our heart, our relationship with the land, as the Indigenous people so strongly tell us we should. And that's a powerful thing for any campaigner, to be connected with what it is they're, they're protecting and not just to get locked. You have to be in the cities. You have to be using communications. You have to be lobbying parliaments. But keeping that connection with what it is you're fighting for is the greatest power source you can have. What, what, what a great film, though. Yes. Yeah. Here was a case of one of the rarest birds in the world and the fast, fastest parrot on earth, the swift parrot. Having its nesting sites and its feeding trees, which were all out in nectar, cut from under it. I hadn't been in that situation of a creature that's critically endangered, listed at state level, federal level and international level, actually having its habitat destroyed in front of our eyes. So uh, I had to go there uh, with the folk who were up there blockading and then go back again the next day and, and uh, got arrested on both occasions. <laughs> but here's the outcome. They've stopped blogging there. And uh, we're waiting for saying that all native forest logging in Tasmania is illegal because it's not enforceable under federal law and it should be. Yeah. So we're waiting that outcome. And if that comes through, that will in fact affect the logging arrangements made by the federal government in uh, New South Wales, Victoria, <laughs> Tasmania. But, you know, great. the federal government, the Morrison government, set up an inquiry into environmental laws and yesterday, Graham Samuel, the inquirer, came out and said, this exemption for logging of forests from environmental laws should be stopped. Uh, it's a travesty, effectively. That's what we've been in the court. And, and in the next couple of weeks, we'll find out. And uh, even if we lose that case, we're going to be back in those forests. Yeah. And tonight, my hat's off to the 18 people out in the Wentworth Hills Forest in Central Tasmania. It's very cold. They're very high up there. It's up in snow country and over in the tar climate as well. And it's pouring rain. There's, a, there's an estimated three to four inches of rain in the tar climate tonight. But they're there. Oh, it's rainforest. But they're there for the forest when so many of us are at home being comfortable. And I think that's just the true spirit of a inhabitant of this little planet of ours who sees it as the source of everything we've got and just doesn't take it for granted. So I, I love being mixing with these people and, and, and like the people at Camp Bimby and the people who are fighting for the forest and the kids are... And there's a new move afoot. You can feel it. It's like the 1960s. And uh, the, the people who are, think they've got everything sewn up in terms of destroying more of the planet, haven't. People are on the move. And that's what this film captures brilliantly. And uh, I, uh, you know, I just think about those folk out there in the forest tonight, 
The only thing I'm sad about is I'm not out there with them. Documentary.com, and 
there's ways that you can contact me direct through that website and you can sign up for newsletters. We've also got a Facebook page under Wild Things Documentary. Uh, Wild Things Documentary. So there's lots of ways of contacting um, me or the people that are helping me out through through that process. Um, I've got a I've got a final question to Bob because I know Bob's probably got to got to go. He's very busy. Um, so Bob, what keeps you going after all these years of being an activist? Tell us what, what are your secrets? You look so young and youthful. What is it that keeps you going? You've touched on a couple of those already. Being out in the bush and being in nature. Uh, the second is the people I mix with. Most of them are good-hearted, intelligent. Well, all of them, I think, are good-hearted, intelligent uh, folk who are thinking not just about themselves, but thinking about passing this planet on. This one little speck in the universe which gives us life and love and laughter, passing it on to people just like us who will want it in a hundred years from now to be natural and beautiful. But we're in this age of mass destruction. And um, it's very easy to get pessimistic about that, but I say to everybody, uh, this, this time, don't get too anxious, do your studies, um, uh, have your parties, make sure you travel if, if the opportunity's there, but always come back to giving back to the earth something of what it's given to us. And I'm, I, I, in, I have yet to find a person who, when you get talking to them, isn't concerned about the environment. And it's uncovering that enormous human affection and connection with the planet that uh, we're in the process of now. We can do it. I know with the Franklin campaign, everything looked totally hopeless, just 18 months before the river was saved, but we kept going because the river was still flowing. Well, I think we all should keep going because this earth is still alive and beautiful and has magnificent potential for us. Uh, and when it gets down to it, you can be pessimistic or you can be optimistic, yeah. take your pick. I've been both in my lifetime, and I can tell you, optimism streets the field, and it makes things happen. So, uh, if you got, if you can make that choice, any intelligent person is going to get pessimistic at some time because of the way the world is. Uh, although it's a little better this week, Donald Trump was there last week. Changing some of the environmental laws as well. That, that's a, got rid of that pipeline, for example. That's fantastic, but there's much, much more we're going to do. And uh, in Australian politics, we're in a very bad state at the moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, if you know, both the big parties are pushing more coal mines, pushing more. Both are in favour of that logging that we've just seen mm -hmm. on the screens and so on. But all the opinion polls show the majority of people don't want that, yet they vote for those parties. Well, we're a democratic country, and as America's just done, we need to vote for something different into the future. I'm a Green, but we need to vote to a, a people who have independence, Greens, whatever, people who have the environment first up. And, and just to finish there, you know, Bill Clinton said in the 1990s, is the economy stupid? Well, he only got one word wrong. It's the environment stupid. That's our top priority.
Tell me, Bob, um, I'm sure there's a few people in the audience who have been up to Camp Bimbi and have been involved in the Adani, the Stop Adani campaign. Um, the mine is still, you know, slowly going ahead and obviously that's very disappointing for all the people that have fought hard in that campaign. Um, can you maybe reflect on the fact that you don't always win campaigns, but that doesn't mean that it's a failure? Um, because there are always things that you can learn out of every campaign. I think because of that campaign, the Adani mine will become a stranded asset much, much earlier. It's not going to let see its lifetime out at all. And I'm appalled to hear that the black-throated finch, which I've got on my chest here tonight, uh, the so-called offset, this ridiculous idea that they can be transported somewhere else, they're bulldozing its habitat now and they're going to have an offset in two years' time. Apparently, the black-throated finches are all going to fly in the air and wait there for two years and land somewhere. I mean, this, this is uh, a, a criminal dereliction of our duty to keep all other creatures alive on this planet. But you're so right, Sally. It's so many campaigns appear lost but give heart to people to fight for even bigger things in the future. The suffragettes, when World War I came on, had to give up uh, seeming so close and lost getting women the vote. But 20 years later, women had the vote. They, they were leading to something that many of them didn't get to live to see. But the inspiration of what they did was the foundation of the outcome. And the inspiration of what's happening through all those people supporting the Stop Adani campaign, not least the people at Camp Bimby, has spread internationally. And uh, it certainly keeps me uh, fired and enthusiastic. I think uh, Guatama Adani is going to come a huge cropper somewhere in the near future. And I know there's a court case uh, about, you know, he's, he's taken action on uh, Ben Penning in the, uh, that's going to be in the courts just next Friday. People should watch out for that. When is it? Next Friday. Everybody should come along. Yeah, next Friday. Yeah. So, um, uh, and another uh, effort by big money and big power to crush a good-hearted individual fighting for this, this planet. Um, the ramifications are huge. And uh, the, the Adani campaign is not just going to, it's taking a long time, it's going to end in, in success, but it's a springboard for so many other people to get involved. It's, it's waking us up. It's making us have to take a choice to whether or not we'll support it. And it's, uh, you know, I, I've just been tremendously proud to be involved with those people all the way down the line and will be through until the day they just give up on that horrendous big hole in the planet that none of us need. So, Bob, would you like to um, uh, sign off now and we might give... Here's Pickram Andy. You're more than welcome to stay on, but I know you're very busy and... Um, yes, thank you. I will. And, and um, hi to Andy and, and to everybody there in uh, Brisbane. Looking forward to going up there very, very uh, soon as opportunities 
arise back to Camp Bimby. Um, and um, again, a, uh, a, a big call out to the people who are fighting up there, but on a, such a big range of environmental issues. Yeah. Um, great pleasure and, and congratulations, Sally. It's, a, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic film. Get a lot of us going. Thank you. Thank you. You can just sign out, Bob. Uh, Andy, um, can you give us a bit of an update, Andy, on what's happening up at um, Asbibi at the moment? Uh, can you give a bit of an update? Yeah. Uh, Andy, have you been here? the screen over there. I think. Can I have a No, no, no. no. Uh, I think. Can you hear me, Sally? Is anyone still there? Are there still people in the audience? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so um, an update from Camp Bindi. Um, it's, they've, just had a, they've just had a tropical cyclone up in uh, North Queensland, so it's stalled work for a little bit on Adani, so that's good. Um, Camp Inby has been going since 2017 um, and it's still going. There's still people up there uh, keeping an eye on Adani, what they're doing. Of course, there's been a number of environmental breaches that need somebody to monitor them to stop it happening. Uh, supporting local people up there who are against the mine um, and I guess bringing attention to Central Queen, trying to bring the, the short attention spans of the city to rural areas and when we can doing stop work actions like what you saw on that film to slow down the, um, the destruction of this mine. And so um, the most recent arrests we've had just before Christmas, there were people that stopped work on Adani's quarry, they're digging up a lot of gravel for roads that they have to build to get trucks out there. And so we had three people stop those machines for 10 hours um, and slow down that work. And people still up there. At the moment, Adani's main work is on building their rail line um, to haul the coal out of there. They actually haven't dug a pit yet. They've cleared the land for that rail line. And so uh, looking at going to 2021, we're talking about uh, new phase our focus is on stopping that rail line and we, we're saying we want to stop Adani in its tracks. And so, um, it's, as we saw in that, the, it's very vibrant life at Camp Bimby as well, community life and teaching people skills and uh, trying to stop this mine from being built. Yeah. Incredible the number of contractors that have been stopped 
through simple actions from people coming up. It has been huge and it is not stopping. The Wangan and Jagalingu people had, you know, were out in the country for over a week uh, without support, backing them. There is just so much going on still and it is really at the pointy end of things. There is just no way that it's financially viable anymore. It is definitely a good time to be getting amongst people coming out into the country. So definitely go and get involved.
and um, and some of that footage was complemented by footage that Flack gave us access to. But when he was doing that, I was in New York. I was in New York filming Harriet, um, going to the UN and in, involved in the big climate march. And it was, you know, 2019 was an extraordinary year. There was just so much going on. You know, we had the federal election. We had, you know, suddenly the whole students, the student climate marches happening, the student strike movement. We had Extinction Rebellion. Um, it was a wonderful, wonderful year in so many ways for activism. There was so much energy and enthusiasm. And, you know, a lot of that just sort of suddenly got stopped in its tracks in 2020 by the pandemic. And, of course, as many of you in the audience would know, a lot of the activism has just had to kind of move online, which has been, you know, particularly challenging, I think, for a lot of the young people, a lot of the students who, you know, we're really used to, you know, getting involved with all their friends and going out on these big actions and then all of a sudden they have to do it all online. But I think people have learned a lot through the experience and, you know, one of the things that I, I keep reflecting on is um, how governments have responded very, very quickly to a health crisis and it shows you how fast they can do things, how fast they can adapt. And I think, you know, all of us need to put pressure on governments to do that same fast response to climate action. Because it shows you, we've got the example now that we know they can do it. We know they can make those big, difficult decisions if they have to. So we really need to be encouraging all the politicians that we have contact with um, to be making those big changes. And it's great to see Biden now um, in, in charge in, in the United States and making you know all the right noises in terms of actually putting climate change at, at the top of his agenda. Um, so hopefully you know we can we can start to follow suit here in Australia. It'll only happen through people pushing for it. That's for sure. please share information about the film because we really want people to see it. So please jump on your social media and encourage people to go along and see Wild Things. And what's that website, Sally? It's called www.wildthingsdocumentary.com. Thank you. So all the information about all our screenings are up on that website. And there's information about how to host the screening. Okay, thanks so much. Have a good night, everyone.